Hi, my name is White James Moore, and you are listening to my dad and your host of the Lifestyle Asset University podcast. What's up, everybody? Sean Moore here with Lifestyle Asset University, and we are in episode two, episode two of our quick start guide, Lifestyle Asset 101 quick start guide of exactly what a lifestyle asset is and how they should fit into your lives. Now, yesterday or the previous video, I talked to you and spoke to you about exactly what my backstory was, where I came from, what different things led to us being here today. Hopefully you had a chance to watch that. If you didn't go back and watch it, it gives you a good background of exactly where I'm coming from. Today, I want to talk to you about exactly what a lifestyle asset is. Now, a lifestyle asset is essentially a short-term vacation rental property. And short-term vacation rentals have been gaining popularity, but there's three key factors that I want to talk to you about today that, I, that I've kind of coined the term lifestyle assets, and I want you to understand there's three key factors that a vacation rental has that makes them an, an, uh, into a lifestyle asset. So now there, there's no secret that real estate has created over 90% of the world's millionaires. Hopefully I don't have to explain to you that real estate is an exceptional vehicle to create financial and lifestyle freedom. However, real estate investing is this huge ocean. It's this gigantic ocean that you, that all kinds of different options, short-term, long-term, medium-term options, because it's such a big ocean and because it's such an amazing vehicle, there's tons of misinformation out there. There's tons of get-rich-quick schemes. There's tons of all these gurus touting overnight success in real estate. That's not what I'm here for. That's not what I'm, I'm not here to, to teach you the next get-rich-quick scheme by any stretch. I'm here to introduce lifestyle assets. Lifestyle assets are long-term plays in real estate. I want you to, I want to be very clear about that and be, um, have you understand that on the front end. Now, this, this new vehicle that's been um, gaining a lot of traction in the real estate market is short-term vacation rentals. Now, short-term vacation rentals are typically homes that are in vacation destination resort areas. They're properties that are, can be rented out in a short-term basis, usually less than 30 days. And there's this gigantic marketplace for it right now with uh, these marketplaces like Airbnb, VRBOs, uh, HomeAway, Booking.com, these, these wonderful marketplaces that have made it available to where somebody can buy one of these assets, go to these marketplaces, and they're, they've, they've properties exposed to hundreds of millions of people. It's such a huge growing segment in the hospitality market in industry, and because of that, it's a great opportunity for real estate investors. Now, with the rise in popularity, though, comes a lot of misinformation, a lot of different people telling you different ways to do it, because of uh, because of it's it's a fairly new segment in the market. There's a lot of different laws and rules and everything else coming out. Um, municipalities and areas saying that they don't allow short-term vacation rentals. And we'll get into that more in future episodes of, of exactly how to protect yourself with that. But now, on vacation homes, I've owned personally owned, Teresa and I have owned a number of different vacation homes. We've never really considered renting them out until recently, and, and we've bought properties on lakes. We've bought uh, properties down in St. George in the desert, so we have somewhere warm to go in the, in the wintertime, but we never considered renting them out. Now, one summer, when the kids, my kids were just, just very little, we went on a family vacation. We were going down to Bryson Zions with my entire family, so four different families, 
Um, and we wanted to stay somewhere in between Bryce and Zion National Park. My mom found this property on um, VRBO and she rented it for the week for us. I didn't think much of it. We went down, uh, didn't really have much experience staying in those. It was the first time I was gonna stay in somebody else's actual primary or, or home or somebody else that actually owned a home. We got there and we walked into this place and I was a little bit taken back. I was like, I, I couldn't believe that this was actually a rental. This was an amazing property, had unbelievable views. The, the property itself had the, the top of the line appliances, top of the line fixtures. Everything was just, just amazing and immaculately put together. Beautiful hot tub outside, awesome fire pit. Um, we had the, this game room that we could enjoy. Well, I couldn't believe that it was actually a rental. In my experience, that these type of properties didn't make great rental properties. And during our stay, about I think day three or four in the stay, the hot tub broke. And we were we we needed to have help with the hot tub. And the owner came over to fix it. And he came over and I started talking to him and just telling him how amazing the the property was itself. And he was, we were going back and forth, having a good conversation and told him, Hey man, we'd really love to come back. This is, I can't believe you opened this property up for us to stay at blah, blah, blah. We had this long conversation. He said, Oh man, if you, if you think this property is nice, you got to see the one I'm building up the street. And I thought you really, you're building another one. I mean, this house was a, a multi-million dollar property. It was, it was two, two and a half million dollar home. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I've, I've built a lot of homes. I've been involved in real estate for a long time. This just doesn't doesn't seem like the greatest investment vehicle. So I kind of started to pry and I kind of started asking him more and more questions about it. And he began to, he was excited to share his stories, share his successes with this. And he began to tell me he's got multiple properties. He's got three, I think at the time he had three, he was building the fourth one. And he said within 10 years, all of these properties were going to be paid off. And they were going to be paid off by people like us who were coming and staying in them. And they were making enough money for him to be able to build these properties. Now these are, you know, two to five million dollar homes, all of them. And that was my first introduction and my first, it really got my wheel spinning because I'd been in the real estate investing game for a long time. Done, I've owned rental properties. I've done tons of fix and flips. We've done land deals, development deals, built homes, all that stuff. I've never really considered a vacation rental as an investment tool. And so at that time, that was my real first introduction into maybe this is a, maybe this is something I should look into. Maybe this is something I should consider. And so my opinions, my expertise, everything that I had thought about began to grow and I began to study that market. And I began to kind of, kind of become an expert in wanting to know how to add this type of a asset into my portfolio. I wanted to use this vehicle as in the, add, add that vehicle into my investing portfolio for my long-term success. Now, I wanna be crystal clear again, lifestyle assets are a long-term play. They have a short-term aspect to them, absolutely, but they're a long-term play. In real estate investing, your short-term plays typically build your cash flow up. They're fix and flip deals, they're building a house, they're maybe doing some uh, some development deals, and they, they put lump sums of cash into your pocket short-term. They don't necessarily build wealth long-term. Your long-term plays are more your passive income properties, and over the long haul, they pay themselves down and they begin to build a person's net worth. Their financial freedom long-term starts to be become solidified through these long-term real estate plays. That's what lifestyle assets are. Now, I coined the term lifestyle assets above and beyond 
a short-term vacation rental because there's three things that I believe have to happen to make it a great lifestyle asset. Number one, a lifestyle asset must be turnkey. A, a, a lifestyle asset has to be turnkey. If you remember when I said it, when we made that phone call to that owner, he said he came over and he would, the owner actually was fixing the hot tub. He would take our phone calls and he was a great host and it was amazing, but he only could do three or four properties at a time and he had to live very close to him. Now, because of the rise in popularity of these short-term vacation rentals, there's these amazing management companies now that specialize in this type of an asset. And they understand your property inside and out. They understand the marketplaces inside and out. They know exactly what needs to go on VRBO. They know the differences between what should be on there and Airbnb and hotels.com and bookings.com and, and all these other marketplaces that they go and host your and market your property on for you because they know it inside and out. Number two, they are available 24-7 to your guests. So your guests have this amazing 24-7 concierge hotel-like experience when they're staying at your property. And the better experience they have, the more money they pay. And so that you can provide such an amazing experience by these professionals that are trained on how to manage these properties. Number three, they understand the rules and the regulations because they're constantly changing. They won't take properties that are not zoned correctly. They won't take properties that aren't licensed correctly. They understand how to, what kind of money to take and what kind of taxes to take um, on the, for the hospitality taxes and all those different things that I don't necessarily want to be an expert in. And I want it to be hands-off. I want it to add to my lifestyle not to the headache of owning rental properties. I've done that before. So number one, they have to be turnkey. Number two, lifestyle assets need to pay for themselves. It's very difficult. I, like I said, I've owned a lot of vacation properties. Vacation properties don't pay for themselves. They're a huge drain on the bank account. They're a huge drain on your money because you use them maybe 10% of the time. If you're lucky, you just don't have time to use them that often. And so a lifestyle asset must pay for itself with the booking fees that you're getting. And I'm not, I don't want to account for your appreciation. I don't want to account for depreciation or your tax advantages, all that stuff. The booking revenue that it makes should pay for your monthly expenses and your annual expenses, be your management, your taxes, your mortgage, the maintenance, all of that. The property should pay for itself. Now, the great thing about short-term rentals is they typically make about two to three times the revenue that a, that same exact property would be on a long-term rental contract. So it has the ability to pay for itself because of the revenue that it's able to bring in. It brings in such a higher dollar amount per night when it's, when it's booked. Now, it's not booked 100% of the time, but the, the revenue is going to be higher. So the, that property must pay for itself. Number, number three, sorry, I've got my notes here is, and my, my favorite one is, and there's a, there's a very good reason for this. In fact, the next episode, I'm going to dive way more into this and dedicate an entire episode to it. But the number three aspect is it must be used personally. And there's a very important reason for this. And we'll, we'll get into it deeper, but I like to own assets that I enjoy. I've owned a lot of rental properties, I've owned stocks, I've owned raw land, a lot of different assets that I can't really enjoy. I love owning assets that I can personally use and enjoy. In fact, one of the, it's, it's extremely important for you to be able to have some personal use in your lifestyle assets. And one of the very first questions that I ask anybody when they're part of our club and we're trying to help them 
write out their plan for acquisition and acquire their first ones is where do you like to vacation? Where do you like, where, where's an ideal spot that you like to go enjoy? Because if you enjoy it, somebody else will too. And what I enjoy might be different than what you enjoy, but it's important that you have some aspect of personal use. It doesn't have to be an hour away where you can use it all the time. It can be somewhere like I might want, I want one in San Diego. I have to fly to San Diego. I live in Utah, but I want a lifestyle in San Diego because I enjoy going to San Diego. So I've never had it in when we buy these lifestyle assets, they're so much funner to own and they're so much more exciting to own when I have that personal use aspect. And the personal use aspect is what adds to the lifestyle. You own an asset that is paying for itself, that somebody else is managing, it's turnkey, yet you get to go use it whenever you want absolutely free. What could be better than that? So that's the, those are the three things that make an, a, a, a lifestyle asset versus a short-term vacation rental property, number one, somebody else manages it, it's turnkey for you. The property pays for itself through the booking revenue. And number three, you have an aspect of personal use so that you have an absolutely free vacation home to go use when you wanna use it. Nothing could be better, it's super exciting. There's ways to do it, there's ways not to do it. There's a lot of pitfalls, so we're just getting started. Stick with me on the quick start guide and I'll, I'll get into the details as we roll through this process. Now, in a nutshell, those are the three factors. Tomorrow, I'm gonna to share with you the number one reason why I believe they are the best asset class to own long-term and why I believe, why, I'm, why it's important for me to own them for my family and why I believe you should take a look at them, adding them to your investment portfolio, at least learn a lot more about it than what we're just talking about like right now. So join me on the next episode. Until then, enjoy, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Lifestyle Asset University. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes, for more amazing content and expert advice, visit Wasatch Luxury Empire Club dot